When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dwayne's World. Great to have you company. So many calls coming through. Great to be back on air. Beautiful weather. And summer means tennis. And Brett Phillips is our tennis man. Has been for a long time. You hear him on the first serve. And we'll be catching up with him quite a bit in the next three weeks for a McCafe coffee catch-up. Be ready for anything with a McCafe iced coffee. Brett, welcome back. It's your it's grand final month for you. Yeah, Dwayne. It's a, a January I've been used to for uh, for quite some time when those are down at the beach. I'm uh, I'm working hard, so my holiday probably comes in uh, in February. Although I've got to say, when you, you know, cover a sport like tennis, um, it's all year round, Dwayne. It's, it's not much let up. Uh, you know, even, even the players are uh, are feeling it. Um, we're seeing already in the first week of the tennis season, there's you know players in a bit of a race for time to get themselves uh, physically right for the Australian Open. Um, you know, some have come off. Uh, very short uh, off-seasons, pre-seasons. I mean, we've seen, obviously, the disappointment of losing Carlos Alcaraz, the world number one on the weekend, but he got that, you know, abdominal strain really late in the year and another little training injury. And if, you know, if the Australian Open had been, say, in March, then he it gives him time to get into the season and be ready for the first Grand Slam. So it doesn't catch every player at their absolute physical best. And that's the test, along with the weather and, you know, the conditions in Melbourne. So it's, a, you know whoever can survive the two weeks. So are you on the side of those that want to change it? Uh, I'm not, by the way, but are you? I, I just don't know where else it would fit in Australia. I mean, January is perfect. Kids on school holidays, uh, people on holidays or have just gone back to work. You know, it's before the footy season starts. Where else Where else could we do it? I mean, that's that's the question. Unless, you know, somehow the... Um, unless somehow the schedules... If they had a clean slate... Maybe you might start January just with some tour events and maybe have, you know, the Oz Open in February. February's the other uh, window, I suppose. But then you take away, you know, the kids are back at school. Uh, they want to maximise. They had, what, 800-odd thousand through the gates last year. They've got the ambitious target of 900,000 this year. And TA need to replenish the coffers to get mm. some money back in the place, uh, Dwayne, after going to their cash reserves. So... Yeah, I think it's the perfect fit. Or do you finish the season? Can somehow you finish the season earlier? But no one wants to give up the tennis real estate. So, yeah, it's not not an easy one to solve. Yeah, well, the lines are open. I think it's perfect. I love the hot weather of our summer. I'm the guy that complains in July when it's really cold. And I don't think you can, can complain at both times of year, both when it's too hot and too cold. So I'm a July complainer. I love the heat. And I love the fact that it sits in the sweet spot mm. of the hottest part of Australia's summer in Melbourne. So, and I enjoy the fact that it's 38 degrees, back-to-back days, somewhere in the middle of the Australian Open. But I'm not playing, so that's the other issue. I'm not the one who's trying to get fit. I could see it moving a week, Brett, later, but that's all, because I think one week of school holidays first week, when the kids can go, yep. plenty of action on the outside courts. Correct. And really, it's the, the major ticket holders and the corporates who get the main tickets for week two anyway. So... I could see it moving a week later, but that would be the sweet spot still and maybe help the players have one more week mm. to prepare. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's a men's season that does go longer. I mean, 
women, you know, the majority actually uh, wind up by it's probably the first week of November. That's when the Billie Jean King Cup finals are on. So they have a little bit more of a break. But, yeah, the, the players who are going to the top end of the ATP finals and Davis Cup's been the, you know, the sticking point. Everyone would love to see that just much earlier in the year rather than tucked in right at the end of November. So, yeah, I think, you know, the powers to be need to probably all come together and just rejig things a little bit. Um, but, you know, the hot weather is the hot weather. I think it's just that physical time because the players play such a long year that... There's not a lot of recovery time to get ready for the next year. So, um, Carlos Alcaraz is out, but there's still uh, a bit of a thought as to whether, you know, we lose a player. I know it's not the top seed all the time, but we do lose a player or two with yeah. injury. Regardless, we could do it. If we were playing in March, we could lose the top seed. Correct. I mean, you know, I mean, you go through the last few years, Nadal missed slams, Djokovic misses two slams last year, Federer missed slams. I mean, you, you never get the full field. But we're lucky on both the men's and the women's side that there is such great talent across both that you just look at the names and you go, OK, um, <laughs> that, that sort of caters for one or two uh, missing. And with young Alcaraz, I mean, the good part is we're going to see him in Australia for the next you know, 15, 16 years, potentially. He's got a long career ahead of him. So a little different to say a veteran maybe not you know, coming back. So you know, in Venus Williams's case, we had to pull out over the weekend, I mean, there's a lot of conjecture about her getting a wild card, but at 42, that's probably it now. I don't think we'll see Venus back here at 43 for one more crack in uh, 12 months. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you look at you look at both fields, and the uh, the talent is uh, off the charts. And Djokovic back this year, the rivalry with Nadal, can he equal Nadal? They'll they'll be the two biggest talking points, and we'll see. You know, the young bucks how they how they step up. So how will it transpire? You, you're saying that Djokovic and Nadal will still the, be the dominant factors or are, are there some of this new group coming through that are going to unseat them? Well, well, Djokovic definitely. I mean, he looks absolutely primed. I mean, you can almost hand him the trophy now, Dwayne. I mean, he, I know he had to fight pretty hard to see off Seb Corder last night. So these guys are coming. They, they want to take uh, big scalps. But, you know, Novak's clearly on a mission uh, he wants to capitalise this year to, uh, you know, really get back playing all the slams. We know technically he's still banned from the US. Whether that changes by September, we'll wait and see. Um, but just physically, he's got the eye of the tiger to me, and he loves Australia. I mean, now on a 34-match winning streak in Australia, 10 matches in a row in Adelaide. So clearly he's the standout. Uh, Nadal, not sure. You know, I, I, we're never quite sure with Rafa. Uh, just physically, start of the year, you know, he looked a, a little bit um, just off pace at the United Cup, those couple of matches. He's a dad now, you know, uh, family's on tour with him, um, and he's still got that ruthless desire to compete. So he'll be in the thick of it, no doubt, and then you expect he would make the second week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Kasper Ruud, uh, Holger Rune, uh, Yannick Sinner, uh, you know, these guys are ready. Uh, Pass Berrettini have been knocking for a while. Medvedev, Played some pretty good tennis in Adelaide before beaten by Djokovic, but he wants to get back to world number one. So, yeah, there's a pool of them who it just will come down to the matchups and how they perform on the day. And the women's? Well, I mean, coming into the year, I mean, Igor Sviontek, 6,000 points clear. So there is a gap. Although, United Cup in the last week, Jessica Bagula, the world number three, beats Igor for the first time in four years, and she hadn't really got near Igor in their last few meetings. 
So a little shift there, which was interesting, which actually brought, you know, flowing tears from Iga Sviontek, which was quite interesting to watch. I mean, that's how much winning means to her. So she'll go to Melbourne now and zero in. She was going to play Adelaide, but uh, pulled out late because she played um, an extended sort of um, duration of matches in the United Cup. But she still is the front runner and deserves that favouritism. And then you just put a blanket over... Uh, so many. There's no one that absolutely, you know, jumps off the page. But Pagula's the surprise packet. Uh, yeah, she might be ready after a really good United Cup to step up and, and go deeper in a Grand Slam than she uh, than she ever has. But you know, even this girl last night who um, lost to Sabalenka. Actually, she's the one I want to mention, Arena Sabalenka, because 12 months ago, Dwayne, she was serving that many double faults. I mean, she just wanted to hide in a corner. Her serving is back. She's thrown in the kick serve for the second serve, so she's not double folding. She's solid off the ground. She's uh, her mental state looks a lot better, and I think she could really, uh, really step up. But Linda Nos- Noskova, who um, qualified and made the final, the Czech Republic, nine million people keep producing unbelievable uh, women's tennis players. Uh, she could be a real surprise packet during the slam. So I think someone like that will probably pop up and have a run that you know we can't necessarily forecast. The Camilla Georgie story, uh, what will we hear of that next, do you think? Well, it's never been dull with the Georgies. Uh, <laughs> there's always been a lot of stuff going on uh, with the Georgie family. Uh, Sergio, her father, I mean, go back to a story five, ten years ago when there were investors, um, you know, trying to get involved with their tennis who believe they were dudded money. And they've always sort of been in the headlines for different reasons. And Camilla... Um, is, you know, a real sea ball, hip ball. She uh, doesn't really associate with anyone on the tour, very much keeps to herself. Um, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see how things uh, unfold and not one to cast aspersions. Uh, but, you know, it's funny, when these sort of things come up around Camilla Georgie, people within tennis sort of all look at each other, Dwayne, and go, well, she's not surprised there's something controversial happening around Camilla Georgie and her family. So... We'll see how it see how it plays out. And uh, that bloke called Nick Kyrgios uh, can't have an interview these days without giving him a mention. Uh, where's he at? Is he fit? How will he go? Will he last a second week? Yep, time will tell. But if there is one man that can walk in without uh, a volume of matches, it is Nick, uh, who can pick up a racket and and have a few practice sessions and then just get to work and serve thunderbolts and and get going. So he doesn't necessarily need that. Uh, that match practice that other players certainly need to get into a season. The draw will be out, what, Thursday? So let's see how the draw looks and we'll start to forecast ahead and potential matchups. He's our only real genuine hope, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not sure. I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously a lot going on in Nick's life and hopefully he can just zero in, Dwayne and play his best tennis, and he does love playing in Melbourne. They'll probably put him out on John Kane Arena for those first few rounds where he, you know, whips the crowd. It's a whole different atmosphere out there and crowd that he draws to the tennis, and we hope he goes as far as he possibly can, and the dream is still there inside him to, to win win a major, but it's, it's going to be tough, no doubt. And you'll be doing the major interviewing as well during the course of the Australian Open for the main broadcaster. Have you got your first couple of questions for Elton John ready? <laughs> well, I better start doing some homework. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've done, I haven't even thought about it at this stage. I tend not to think about it too much. I think it's probably best. You just go, you just sort of throw yourself in. Throw yourself in. 
All right. Well, I'll be listening to a little bit of his catalogue before I throw the microphone under Elton's nose. But uh, let's hope he is there and let's hope a few of the big names from around the world get to the Australian Open to join Brett Phillips there. Brett, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dwayne. Cheers. Brett Phillips joining us. If you've got a thought on the scheduling, I like it where it is. I'm happy to move it a week. School holidays for one week, the first week of the Australian Open, and the kids can go. There's plenty of action on the outside courts, and then the corporates and the big ticket payers can pay for the centre court action for week two, which is the way it kind of unfolds anyway, even though we kind of get a week and a bit that the kids can go to, given that we've got a full first weekend in the Saturday and Sunday where the kids then will go back to school, probably the way it stands on the Tuesday, because if Australia Day does move in time and it isn't on the 26th, uh, the suggestion is that it might still be a holiday sometime, but not the 26th, then you're still going to get a Monday off somewhere before the kids go back to school on the Tuesday of that second week of the Australian Open. But if you've got a thought on that, one three hundred seven three six seven three six or 0433981116. If you want to jump on the 40 Winks Temper text, 40 Winks, Consumer's Choice Winner, Temper Mattresses, Pillows and Adjustable Bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. And that open line brought to us by the great people at Werribee Kia. one 736 736 Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year Award. Werribee Kia makes buying cars easy. And that little chat with Brett Phillips for Maccas. Need a little afternoon treat? Head to the drive-thru for the deluxe iced coffee range from McCafe. Back after this.